Hello guys, you're so welcome here today to this podcast, which deals with all things in relation to narcissistic abuse, understanding it and surviving it and actually going on to thrive. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hi guys, welcome back to another video. Sorry, I'm just laughing at myself there. I was chatting away to you and um, I hadn't got the record button on. Anyway... Old age is getting the better of me. So what I was uh, saying a few minutes ago that you didn't hear was I hope everyone is doing well on their healing journey. If you are having a bad day, know that bad days come and good days come. But when you join the good days up more and more, it becomes the norm rather than the exception. I'll also say to you what I've been thinking in the last few days, and it's really struck home to me, is what you believe you can achieve. And I just say to you, like if you're, say, on a run and you say to yourself, oh, my God, I can't keep going. Oh, this is too much. I can't do this. Your body will reflect that thought and start to slow down and you'll come to a stop and you'll feel bad. If you say to yourself, I know I can do this. Just keep going. Just get to that next gate up there. Just keep going. You get something in your body that helps you, that, that makes you believe you can do it and you do it. It's the same with healing. You just remind yourself that you are the prize. You're the special one. You have the ability to heal other people and you can heal yourself. So keep going, guys. I want to encourage you to keep going and myself to keep going as well. If you like this um, channel, if you can consider subscribing or hitting the like button or dislike button, I'd really appreciate it going forward. Today's video, I'd like to cover why does the narcissist leave you at the worst time possible or why do they make it so that you have to leave them at the worst time possible? Because ultimately, whether you discard them or they discard you, it's going to be a really it's it's going to be if you've discarded them, it's going to be because you had to, because you just po could not possibly go forward anymore with this person. And they would have helped you to make it to make that decision. So why do they do it? So, again, I'd like to use an analogy and I'd like to say to you guys, when a narcissist is has decided that you are of no longer of value, you know that their thought processes, if you can understand their thought processes, you will then know why they leave you at a really bad time. So initially, when the narcissist got with you, they were full of hope. You were the answer to all problems and they saw a bright and wonderful future ahead by being with you. They were going to benefit from the relationship in every possible way. They picked you because you you showed so much potential. They saw what you had, 
that even sometimes maybe you didn't see. Besides the residual benefits, they saw your character traits, they saw your strengths, they saw everything you could do for them. So they basically, they're like children. So I'm going to give a, ch a childlike analogy. You're on the beach building sandcastles and the narcissist has built this beautiful sandcastle with four turrets and a little drawbridge and loads of little windows, mullioned windows and a big, big door with a big knocker on it. And they are, this castle is the best castle that they've ever built. And they are so proud, so happy, so fulfilled and so delighted with themselves. However, you have your sandcastle already over there because it was built a long time ago and you're still building it. It's still under construction and you're building it as strong as you possibly can. And you're using rocks and you're using wood and you're using sand in between. You're making it as strong as possible. The narcissist has constructed his sandcastle because a lot of his other sandcastles have fallen down. And this sandcastle he's built on the beach. Again, he's delighted with it. And it's your relationship on the start of your relationship. And he's built it up very quick. However, it's built of sand and there's wind and there's rain and the sandcastle gets disintegrates every now and again and it's crumbling and the narcissist falls on it some of the time and the, the tide is coming in and it's beginning to wash the sandcastle away when the narcissist isn't looking. The narcissist turns around and sees the sandcastle disintegrating and rushes to prop it up again and, and build it up and looks away again and looks back again. And lo and behold, a wave has come in and the sandcastle is nearly destroyed. Well, the narcissist goes berserk because he sees you over there on the beach and your sandcastle's intact. But you're the only one that could possibly have destroyed his sandcastle because you are part of his sandcastle. Castles in the air. So this is the point that the narcissist has decided. His sandcastle, through no fault of his own, that he built and thought was a beautiful work of creation, the relationship with you, is in destruction. And you have destroyed it because you were the only one that could have destroyed it. And you were part of the sandcastle. And your sandcastle is still standing. And that's not fair. So like a little child with his bucket and spade or her bucket and spade, the narcissist marches over to your sandcastle and wants to whack it and destroy it and flatten it because you flattened their sandcastle. How dare you? So this is the narcissist's mindset when they're, they're going to leave you. But when they're so disgusted with their sandcastle flattened in the sand and they look over at your sandcastle, before they rush over to destroy it, they want to make sure that you really pay for letting them down. That's where they're at at this stage, guys. Later on, 
later on, you're not, you know, they will reframe you. You will go from being the baddie who knocked their sandcastle down. If they need to come back and build a sandcastle with you again, they will. But at this point and at this moment in time, the hurt that you've caused them, because in their minds, they had built you up to adore them, to provide them with attention, love, help them in all things, prop them up in their view of themselves and their false mask, give them residual benefits, provide them with character traits, make them look better to the world, provide them with a better job, provide them with better situation. You were to be a benefit to them. And then you changed. When you started setting some boundaries, you started looking for things for yourself, you started to realise that the relationship wasn't reciprocal. You changed. You let the narcissist down in their mind. You started to display every opposite character trait to what they thought you had because they reframed you into being a really bad person because you were against them. You challenged them. You asked them for things. You asked them to give you things. You to give you things. It doesn't work like that with the narcissist. You are there to provide for them. They're not there to provide for you. It's very simple. Once you get the hang of it, very simple and very sad and very awful. So what is the worst possible time? What is the worst possible damage the narcissist can do to your sandcastle to make you pay from what you did to theirs? You dashed their dreams. You stopped being the sandcastle that they had built in their minds of who you were. You stopped being that person and you went against them because you didn't stay in character, stay in the person that they had built you to be when they decided that they would be with you. They're very hurt, they're very disillusioned and they firmly believe what they're saying to you in their projection, that you are not what they thought you were. They firmly believe that you do not love them anymore, that you probably never possibly loved them, that you deceived them, that you don't deserve them. And honestly, you deserve to be hurt for hurting them so badly and letting them down. It's an awful, awful kind of a, a mindset but in order for them not to feel shame and not to introspect and not to feel any kind of remorse, they need to make you pay and justify it in their own minds that because you let them down, you're now going to have to look after yourself because that's what they've always had to do in their minds. They've had to look after themselves and it's about time you realised what the real world was like and they'll project more and more and more onto you. So these are this is the time the narcissist, these are some examples of times the narcissist will 
decide to go and march over to your sandcastle and destroy it and discard you or get you to discard them. And there's a, there's a second reason for them doing it at different times as well. So in order to annihilate you, and there's reasons that they want to annihilate you as well, I believe this is sub, on a subconscious level. Some of them are aware enough to, to understand what they're doing when they're destroying you because they've been there and done this before and they've seen the effect and they know how to best get the best effect for their agenda going forward. But I believe most of them, it just comes as a kind of a natural instinct to the hurt that they feel that you've caused them. You've challenged them too much. You've established, tried to establish your own boundaries too much and you've gone against them and going against them means you don't love them. So they will pick a time. You may be sick. You may be having to go into hospital for surgery. Uh, you may be looking like you will need care and nursing for a certain length of time. They will stick around if you're dying. I think I said that in another video because there may be a benefit there for them, which is awful. I, I, even saying it is awful. But if you're sick anyway, um, with with hope of recovery, but just need nursing, they haven't signed up for that. That's not what they've signed up for, not to take care of you, not without a benefit. Some of them will maybe if it's going to make them look, you know, if there's still benefits to be had by being with you and it makes them look caring and compassionate and kind, uh, it, it, it opposed their mask, they will do the care. But that's a whole new video about illness, etc. So anyway, if you're sick um, and will need care and it will leave you very vulnerable, they will leave you. If the money situation isn't as good as it was when they met you and maybe you're going to have to start paying off a bigger loan or you've lost your job. Um, if the anyway, basically, if the financial situation is not looking as juicy as it was when they got with you, uh, they will leave you then. They may leave you just as their paycheck is coming through so that they don't have to contribute to the monthly bills or rent if you were living together. If a family member of yours is died, is dying has died, is dying, is very ill and needs a lot of your attention and you're not able to give the narcissist as much attention, they will leave you. If there's a combination of all of these things, but the main things are sickness and money and job loss, things like that, where it's not going to be beneficial for the narcissist to stay with you, that they're going to have to give you more than... <laughs> They don't want to give you anything anyway, but if they're going to have to give you a lot of care and attention or extra money or they're not going to benefit from the situation as much as they had been doing. And and you've let them down by asking for more help and putting in boundaries and there's a new supply ahead, a combination of all those things. They will choose that time that will kind of smack them into action to make the decision to go and destroy your sandcastle the way you've destroyed theirs. Um, the other thing is they may uh, do this around an anniversary time, Christmas time or your birthday time so that each year, it's kind of childlike thing, each year at that time of the year, 
you will be reminded of them. So they will kind of try and if they can, they'll try and pin it to a significant time for you so that it will trigger you at that time of year every year. They'll do everything to make it the worst possible experience because you really hurt them and you really let them down and they're going to have to go to a huge amount of effort to discard you and find somebody new and work on that situation. And if they didn't get the whole benefit from the situation with you that they had signed up for and you're now letting them down, woe betide you, woe behold you, but you're really going to get that sandcastle smashed. Over they'll go and they will kick each of the corners of your sandcastle down and do their very best to try and destroy it. Now, unbeknownst to them, your sandcastle is not made of sand. So while it may destroy the sides and the top, the foundations are still there for you to rebuild. So just remember that. And that's what I'll bring you back to the start of the video saying what you believe you can achieve, what your thoughts, what the energy you give to your thoughts will become, will 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 manifest basically into your life. What you believe will come about. So don't don't let yourself feel, oh, I'm destroyed. Oh, I can't live without them. Oh, why do they do this? Oh, is it my fault? I'm to blame. I'll never get over this. All these kind of thoughts. What you feed grows. So the narcissist is hoping that you will be so devastated and on the ground and will purposefully, even sub subconsciously purposefully, pick a really bad time in your life so that it'll take you a lot longer to recover yourself from the discard. And they they know at some stage in the back of their mind that you might be useful to them again. But that again is subconscious. And in their mind, when they're leaving you, they never, ever want to see or hear from you again. That is the amount of hate that you have engendered in them by doing nothing now more, nothing more than being a normal, healthy person, wanting to compromise, looking for some of your needs to be met, loving them more than anybody possibly could love them. But in their minds at this time, because you knocked their sandcastle down, they will try and destroy yours. So guys, if you did have a really bad, you know, all the discards are bad, but if the dis your discard happened at a really bad time in your life, for people who are just going through it, will you ever consider leaving a comment down about why your discard you found so excruciatingly awful or why it nearly destroyed you? Did they pick a time, like I'm saying, that was really bad in your life where you were very vulnerable and where getting discarded at that stage by the person you love the most in the whole world could have ultimately led you to suicide or to be destroyed or to take a very, very long time to get back on your feet to even think about healing. It might be useful for people who are just about to go through it or have just gone through it, I should say. So guys, I hope that's helpful. I hope it explains because sometimes we're left astounded that somebody that really, you know, said they really loved you and you believed really loved you and you really loved them could possibly, it's like throwing you out of an airplane without a parachute. 
It's like leaving you on a battlefield undefended. It's it's like giving you over to someone who wants to kill you. And it's too, it's so hard to comprehend why this person would do such a bad thing to you at a time when things were, when you were not in a great place. So I hope it explains it. It's just the way the narcissist thinks and they don't want to feel remorse for doing it and they don't want to feel shame. So they have to make it into you being the bad person and you deserve this. And it's up to you, like in their minds, you you take care of yourself, seeing as you think you're all that great. Well, let me let's see how you take care of yourself like I've had to all my life. You know, it's not my responsibility that you're feeling it's so much pain and, you know, that you're trying to survive without me. Look what you're doing. Look how you're doing. See what it feels like when I take myself away, my presence away. See what it's like. You didn't appreciate me. So now you can see what it's like to, to not have me. And that's the kind of mindset until they change their minds and the Hoover time comes. Guys, I'm going to go. Um, it's a nice day here today. So go out for a walk and I'll be thinking of all of you and thanks so much for your ever, ever ending support and Godspeed. I'll see you here again very soon. Thanks guys. Bye. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets or McCrispy Sandwich but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savoury tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.